The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. Hey, hello everybody. Welcome. Yes, the Packers played their four quarters eight days ago. Their last uh, trip out was the loss to the Saints. We survived the bye week. And now we gear up for the nine-week stretch to the finish line that hopefully won't end in nine weeks. We're going to have a lot to talk about nonetheless. Trading deadlines tomorrow. Would Ted actually think about making a move to try and help this team? I don't know. Uh, We'll find out who got well over the bye weekend when the team returns tomorrow. And they'll start practicing tomorrow, have Wednesday off, and then gear up for the Monday nighter against the Detroit Lions one week from tonight, right up the street at Lambeau Field. Because the guys are still flying in, the couple of guys that I tried to get on board tonight aren't getting in till late tonight or tomorrow when they have to be here. So we're having a little roundtable conversation with one of my best friends on the beat, Jason Wildey of ESPNWisconsin.com, my colleague on Cover 2 on WBAY-TV, is going to be joining us tonight, and we'll cover all things Packers and the NFL alongside, as usual, Matt Z. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello, hello. Well, your Pats at least played yesterday and nice yeah. win over the Chargers. Yes, so, they got well. a win over the Chargers. That was nice. Yeah. I won't say they played but they did get a win but do they prefer to win in a very plotting fashion uh, the w is the thing we prefer to win the w is the thing that was belichick's yes. answer to that we I prefer know. to right. win so the packers here we are four and three and the lions coming up and then the bears the ravens oh my brett hundley a game in a start in and now we move on from there uh aaron Rodgers, we found out was relaxing after surgery to put in 13 screws according to Aaron and Conan O'Brien, and his feet were in the sand on the beach, convalescing in Los Angeles for the week. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, but he should be back in town tomorrow as well. And we'll find out who else as well. Lane Taylor had the ankle. He didn't start against the Saints. A couple of other guys have been banged up and nicked up. So hopefully everyone can get right with another full week to rest up, get ready for the Lions, and then we'll really probably get a good handle on that three-year investment in Brett Hundley. Yeah, I, th- I think it was too early to say after the last game that he's a boom or a bust, what have you. Give him the ec- extra couple well, of weeks, work with this team, let him go. See of, what he can do. Can he Can he wing it around? Amazing how reactive we are oh, in this day and age. And all I heard last week is the guy can't play, right. can't throw, can't right. move, can't do this, won't win. Uh, and how everyone knew that he couldn't play. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, right. I knew it. Yeah, yeah all along. All, all right. fans. All another, we saw that another coming. Another wasted pick on a backup What's quarterback. What's Ted Thompson thinking? We've been spoiled by Hall of Fame quarterback for 25 years. Let's see what happens. It is a very small sample size. I still believe he can do enough to get this team to win a few ball games. And quite honestly, the way the NFC's going outside of Philadelphia, it's only going to take a few. I still think nine and seven, ten and six certainly uh, would get this team an opportunity to play on January. Yeah, and I know the Vikings are in first place and they get a win over the Browns, sloppy in the first half. They turn it on in the second half. But do you look at the Vikings as this unbeatable force in the NFC North? Especially not with Case Keenum, if that's where they want to continue to go, depending on how... I think they have no choice. I don't think Sam Bradford's glass right. knees are ever going Bridge to be Bridgewater's... You know, I, if it's going to be Case Keenum throughout the rest of the year, I think you're going to be able to keep pace with that Vikings team. And I think their schedule is going to toughen up in yeah. time. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, as for the rest of the North, we're going to hear from some of the comments from those games. We usually do the locker room segment right. uh, from Lambeau Field or wherever the guys are playing. And we'll change that up just a little bit. Uh, hello there, 
Thanks, T. Ooh, look what he just delivered. Friends from Robinson's. Couple of ducats to the Packers and Lions next Monday night. Just part of our giveaways of over $400 <laughs> worth of prizes that we've got on tonight. I've also brought desserts on me. i got the Halloween bucket. Snickers. Trick or treat. Tr- Snickers for the house. Anybody wants to come up and grab one, you don't even have to say trick or treat or ring the doorbell or anything. Just... No eggs on the windows, that's all. I'm guessing the Packers players you were trying to get didn't know you were bringing Snickers. They apparently did not. Right. Would have been an easier decision to show up if there's free candy. Yeah, but then again, they got to make weight when they check in tomorrow. That is also so true. So we'll have right. to wait and see on that one. So, uh, And we'll have all kinds of stuff to talk about as we work our way through the program. But let's begin by the locker room segment. And we literally go around the globe tonight. First up, Ford Field, where the Steelers beat the Lions 20-15 to last night. Biggest play of the game made by rookie, love the handle, Juju Smith-Schuster. Caught up. Franchise record 97-yard touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger, who said, this kid can play. Um, he's not playing like a rookie. Um, he, he's playing like a seasoned veteran. It's fun to watch. Uh, maybe he's just too young and too silly and too fun to, to know any better. But um, I tell you what, we love it, and we just hope we keep getting great play from him. You know, we mentioned candy. The Juju B, worst candy of all time. Yeah, just... Speaking of Juju Smith, you need oh, a Juju B, worst candy of all time. But hey, nice play down the middle. Beat the Lions secondary. Matthew Stafford beat up the Steelers secondary for 423 yards passing, but no touchdowns. Last time, quarterback threw for 400 without a touchdown, Matthew Stafford a couple of years ago. Detroit had to settle for five. Matt Prater field goals receiver TJ Jones on Detroit going 0 for 5 in the red zone. To be successful in the NFL, you can't take that many trips to the red zone and not get a touchdown. You know, one touchdown makes all the difference in this game. So uh, we just have to reevaluate ourselves, see why we didn't score, see what was going on, and, and address it immediately. I'm sure Jim Caldwell will. And another field goal would have made a difference in that game. They had fourth and goal at the one. It's 13-12. to 12. You have a chance to take a 15-13 lead with a chip shot for Matt Prater. I mean, come on. I understand. And you go for it instead of taking the points in the lead? That Tem- was baffling Temperature's to me. Temperature's rising in and Detroit. did yeah. you see the fight that broke out at the end of that game? Yes, I did. So the Lions were complaining that the Steelers' offensive line was playing dirty all game long. Yeah, they have been known to cut block and go for legs Breaks out and things. into a fight in the final seconds, and now they might be shorthanded Monday night. One of their defensive linemen. A, a. Sean Robinson yeah. throws a punch, gets ejected. I would imagine a suspension is probably going to come with we'll that. We'll see. That might help. Three other guys from the Lions run onto the field from the sideline. That's a no-no. That cost Marshawn Lynch a game when he did that for the Seattle contest. For the uh, Raider game. I yeah, mean. defensive backs among them. So they still have to figure out what the punishment is going to be, and that could affect the game Monday night. Well, we know the commissioner is Mr. Punishment, don't we? He, right. Yeah. He suspended uh, Jarrell Freeman 10 games for the Bears today for another PED violation. Anyway. Detroit Lions, their offense passing-wise, you mentioned all of Stafford's stats, 400-plus. When are they going to finally get a guy that can get 100 yards in a game rushing? It's been a while. With what? 2013. Was the last? 2013 no. yeah. was the last time they had a 100-yard rusher it's in a tough. game. It's tough. It's tough. Detroit, three and four. Best they can do is get even with the pack on Monday night. Next stop, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, where the Saints knocked off the Bears 20-12. to And after beating the pack last week for a fourth in a row, Drew Brees, who joined Brett Favre and Peyton Manning in the 6,000 completion club, has now won five in a row. And I feel like we've got good momentum here, but it's still very much focused on how do we get you know, better each and every week and how do we continue to strive to put together that game where it does all come together. 
Saints five and two, Bears three and five. They sink to the division basement where they've resided for the last three years. Head coach John Fox says we made some mistakes but gave it a good fight. We missed a field goal. Uh, you know that was, that was three points. We just don't have a lot of room for error, and uh, uh, but it's not a lack of competes for sure. And their tight end, Zach Miller, yeah, is that's... still in a New Orleans hospital. I don't know if you saw that injury or not. Try to make a leaping touchdown catch. He said he did make a touchdown catch, but the leg snapped. He had surgery Ooh. to repair a torn artery in his yeah. leg. Vascular uh, surgeon had to do some work on Miller today. He's going to stay in the hospital for quite a while to get that thing right. Yeah, they say he's stable, but with that type of an injury, when you have arteries that you have to take care of, they Ouch. the contemplation was this might be an amputation. Yikes. From that injury. He's stable now. He's not out of the woods, getting good blood flow, but it's going to take a while before they know Whew. exactly the yeah, extent. That was ugly. That's Fox, for sure. John Fox said after the surgery, he called, talked to Zach Miller's wife. Zach took the phone from her, talked to the coach, and said, I made that catch. <laughs> it was ruled incomplete, however. The man could have lost a leg. Yeah. And he was arguing, I made that That's catch. That's Zach Miller of the Bears. Yeah. All right. And across the pond we go, where the Minnesota Vikings increased their NFC North lead to a game and a half over the pack. 33-16 over the winless Cleveland Browns at the home of the Tottenham Hotspurs. That's my favorite Premier League team, by the way. Uh, Cleveland actually led 13-12 at the half. But the Vikes dominated <laughs> the second, outscoring the Brownies 21-3. Adam Thielen, 5 for 98 and a touchdown in London Town. It was a great game today. Obviously, coming coming out of here with a with the win is uh, what we're looking for, and uh, what a great atmosphere. Uh, it's my second time here, and it's always uh, it's always a treat to to play in front of these fans. And um, you know, obviously today getting the win, it was it was perfect. Yeah, and the Vikings head into the bye week with a long trip home. Is at it basic, six and two? Is it basically a win for Cleveland though, because they had a lead at the half the first time in the first time of the year they had a lead at halftime? Well, they're yeah, they're. I mean, zero. They're zero. Moral they're zero point five and eight. It's <laughs> no, a moral yeah, victory. Yeah, unbelievable. They've got lost twenty six of their last. Oh, they're bad. Twenty seven. bad. Ball games. Minnesota, as I said, six and two. And the NFL's best record still belongs to Philadelphia Eagles. Rolled the now zero and eight forty niners thirty three ten at Lincoln Financial Field. One of my buddies. Former Packer backup Dougie Peterson's birds are now seven and one. You know, anytime, anytime, obviously you, you win a game in this league, it's um, uh, it's, it's a special thing. They're, they're hard to come by, and and um, you know, it's things that we talk about during the week that we can, just can't have any letdowns. And uh, the guys really respond to that. They have responded quite well. Carson Wentz continues he, to play well. Not a spectacular game no. by any means, but. It's the Niners. He's good. Yeah, he is. Carson good. Wentz has really taken a nice leap in his second year, and they've got weapons there. With Alshon Jeffrey and the others, they've they've got weapons in Philly for sure. Corey Clement, the ex Badger, running yep. hard for the Birds as well. There's our little trip around the locker rooms around the NFL, focusing in on the Black and Blue Division. Packers coming off the bye, and they'll play at home after a bye for the fifth time in the Mike McCarthy era. They are four zero playing at home off the bye. Packers off the bye under McCarthy. I think what are they now? Nine and two all time. Hmm. I like their chances. I. I think I saw a headline that the Lions were favored if you're a better. Yes, they are. Field yeah. goal favorite on yeah. the road. Disrespect. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we got a lot to get to. How are the Packers going to get this turned around with number seven at QB? We're going to find out as we visit with Jason Wilde of ESPN.com when the fifth quarter returns to the stadium view. In just a moment, what's coming up here on the view? Well, on Wednesday, we have Singo from six to nine. Then on Thursday, you have... Through Saturday, the WIAA State Volleyball That's Tournament right. over at the Resh. Kimberly's here. Hang out here. Luxembourg grab Casco's your lunches. Here. Grab yes. your dinners. This is the rallying point. 
Then we have the home Packer game, obviously Monday night. You know what this place does. It's it's crazy. It's a madhouse. Yeah. It's the place to be. And that means Tuesday next week we're here with the fifth quarter. Got it. We welcome in our listeners from Sheboygan and Wausau, the folks streaming live on our websites and our sponsors. As always, Robinson's Heating and Cooling, Nicolay National Bank, American Metal Roost, Diamonds and Gold. Yes, an extravaganza with all kinds of stuff to give away when we're all done tonight. So don't go away. We'll return right after this break. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's a bye week. Yeah, we're cranking it back up. Glad you came out tonight. We'll make it worth your while. Someone's going to the Packer-Lions game in this tavern tonight. And alongside Matsy, I'm Mark Daniels, and it's a pleasure to welcome back to the fifth quarter. He's no stranger to this show, no stranger to the Packer Beat. 20, how many? 22. 22 skidoo. He's been around covering this Packer team for Wisconsin State Journal, ESPN.com. Now ESPN Wisconsin. They comment back with the Wisconsin State Journal. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Wilde joining us from the stadium view tonight, along with Sydney. Hi, Sid. Yep, my, they're going to take away my uh, Father of the Year award that I'm bringing a six-year-old to the bar. <laughs> but. Your young daughter into a tavern with all this riffraff. I, I just want to uh, point out, 22 years on the beat, but I started when I was 12. So well, There you go. That's about <laughs> still, like me. Still a very young right? man. I'm almost 40. And not quite 50, so add it up. Add it up. I was running around, knocking on doors, trying to get Bart Starr quotes when I was 10. I've seen that on the commercial for our little TV program. I really did deliver papers to Bart Starr. Yeah. Yeah. And I really felt bad. And then he called for his firing in about 1984. Well, I did. No. And I asked the question that at, at his firing, his press conference when he got fired, asked a question, and he said, no, we're off the, we're going to go off the record. And I said, Bart, we're live. In a press conference. In a press conference. (laughs) Can't go off the record. But he did the Teddy Roosevelt quote, never having been in the battle. I don't know how it all goes, but neither here nor there. And if you know him. Yeah. You know, years ago he did our our show and talked about the regret that he had of of taking the coaching job. Oh, he's told me time and again. I was so not ready to be a head coach. I was really recruited, and he was recruited. He was. By Packer Nation. Bart. You know, press start with Bart. I had the bumper sticker. I, I have that I bumper sticker somewhere. I couldn't peel too. it off my Maverick for years <laughs> back in the day. Uh, but, yeah, so from Star to Greg to the, 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 all the way to Mike McCarthy. And here we sit at 4-3 and three with Mike in his 12th year. Is the playoff run over? I think there's a good chance that it is. Now, their schedule has been challenging to this point. They were 4-1 and one with that quarterback that, Tends to be pretty good. Yes, yeah. he's a guy that you're you're a very different team when you don't have. But I'm still not convinced that all these teams that have kind of risen to the top during the first half are as good as maybe their record indicates. I think Philadelphia is still has some flaws. Now they're having some injury issues. Yeah, I'm still not convinced that Minnesota is a true contender. They certainly have a terrific defense. Anthony Barr seems like a likable fellow. Um, <laughs> he's we'll got get, a couple of we'll flaws, get to too, we'll though. Get to but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that these teams are going to run away and hide while the Packers are out. To me, this all comes down to, much like in 2013 when Matt Flynn arrived, can they stay afloat while Rodgers is out and give him a chance to come back? Because if they're out of the picture, obviously, there's no he's not taking the risk of coming back. But if they're in a position where they can still make the playoffs and he feels like they can go on a run, he wants to come back. Right. Now, whether that's December 23rd, whether that's December right. 31st, or that's in the playoffs if they make it there without him, I don't know because I still think that it's 
more likely that he's done for the season than he's not. But he has not. I've I've discussed this with him. He has not ruled that out. Yeah, you have conversed with him post op, right? Yeah, there was. Uh, we were at we were on a trip this weekend to Oregon, and we were out. We were having breakfast at the hotel, and I was texting back and forth with him. And lo and behold, he called. He kind of gave us some news, obviously, to talk about, just to confirm the the surgery and the thirteen screws and everything else. Um, so I'll be eager to see. He's coming back today. He should be back in town if he's not already. He should be back in town today. I'm sure we'll see him in the locker room tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to I spend 20 I'm minutes talking to you uh, and I uh, and the rest and of the everyone crew. else, that's for sure. But 13 screws is a suggestion that this wasn't just a break. This was a glass-shattering collarbone. Well, I, 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 I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on your show. All right. Um, but as I understand, I don't know if there's any doctors here at the restaurant, but... As I understand it, part of the reasoning for having the surgery is to accelerate the healing process to give him a chance to play. Now, it, it also likely was a necessity based on the break, but if you remember in 2013, you know, he and I were doing the radio show together yeah. every Tuesday, and it was, you know, let's play as the collarbone turns. Every and week. Talk about if it, and, How and, close are you? And don't you think, you were in Minnesota when it happened, yeah. don't you think that the Packers clearly, by announcing that it may be season By halftime. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time the Packers gave any sort of diagnosis of an injury during the game? Yeah. They don't even give it out until, like, Wednesday, if at all. Yeah. yeah. And so the fact that they came out and said that, I thought, was indicative of them wanting to control that and not have week after week of questioning what his progress was. And then they end up putting him on injured reserve, which eliminates more questions six weeks before he can practice. He's got another Eight month weeks to go minimum, there. yeah. Right. All right. Uh, and the Anthony Barr thing has come up now and reared its ugly head as to what was said to Aaron Rodgers, what Aaron Rodgers said to Mr. Barr, and what suggestive poses Anthony Barr may have struck before Rodgers left U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, and so I know this is going to come as a surprise, <laughs> but the, but there are some naughty words that are used on the football field. And, All the time. And Aaron Rodgers, having broken his collarbone once before, obviously knows what it feels like. So yeah. you know that he knew, be careful, those are going to be hot. <laughs> you know that he knew that he had broken his collarbone, right? I mean, McCarthy talked about it as well. So. Obviously, he's angry. He chooses whatever words he chose. When he talked on Conan O'Brien, he never said that Anthony Barr did something first, if you if you pay attention yeah. to what he said. Second of all, did you guys realize that that part of it didn't even air on right. the actual television broadcast? Nobody right. saw that, yeah. It's on, you know, this outtakes, which I'm waiting for the outtakes of the fifth quarter. I don't know when those are available. On, uh, yeah, they'll be podcasted <laughs> soon. YouTube, yes. yes. But so all of this rigmarole about this, obviously Anthony Barr did respond. Aaron Rodgers is angry. He says what he said. Whatever the timing is is what the timing is. But I'm not sure it's the same. I'm sure that word that he uttered, that if you're an amateur lip reader, you saw what he said. I am sure that that word is uttered throughout the game I by a variety of players. I would say every snap, and if you listen closely on the field mics, you will hear it every Sunday. But not, how often do you see a guy in, cause an injury, and, and I don't think Anthony Barr was trying to break his collarbone. I don't think so. I think what Anthony Barr was trying to do was to hit him hard to say, hey, next time you think about coming out of the pocket, be ready because yeah. I'm going to hit you like yeah. this. Now, 
it ended up breaking his collarbone. But I, I don't think his intent was to injure. His intent was to send a message. And then when Rodgers is angry because he knows he's suffered an injury, Anthony Barr, uh, the word that we use in our house is junk. Yeah. Uh, he grabbed his junk All and right. sent his message. <laughs> yes. Is that is that going to be an FCC violation? No, 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 no. no, 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 no we no, said no. much worse on this junk show. Is, <laughs> junk is totally fine. Yeah, no totally fine. So, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers injury, the loss, is huge. What are your early thoughts about Brett Hundley? What can he do with this team? What are the strengths that you see for him? I would like to see more of him. You know, I think, and Mark, you and I were talking about this on the TV show on WBAY, and we're talking about it in the press box. I don't think the way they game-planned with him, and Mike McCarthy can say what he wants about it, but the way they game-planned for that game last week was not one that opened up the playbook even a crack to get a good feel for just how good he is or just what his strengths are i don't know if i know enough about him yet to really be able to speak to what does he do well and how can they tailor their offense i think mike understands that his clock his time clock it's not 2.5 which sends off the little strobe light at training camp every snap uh, it's probably a little slower than that. And so I think he realized that as much as he's processing the play from the time he gets the snap, isn't enough time for Jordy Randall Devontae to get 10 to 15 yards downfield. Right. So he wanted to make sure the ball was out of his hands before it was 10 to 15 right. yards downfield. And I think or that's, that he left the pocket. Because if, remember, if he, he said after the game, it was one, two, three, get out. Get out. So... That would indicate to me that they wanted him to, to run more and not stand in the pocket and wait for things to develop because they didn't know how he would handle that. So, is And his gonna... legs can be a strength. You saw that his legs can well, be a strength. No, I, I think so. He is, he is very fluid. He's good movement skills. I still think he's a lot more accurate than he has showed. Uh, it was 40%, I think, against the Saints. I think that's the knock on him is the question about his accuracy. And I think he certainly had some throws where you thought – that's not where he wanted or needed to put it. And I think that's where you, they have to – look, this is the, your guy, right? I mean, this is very different than 2013, if you remember, where you Come go on, from – Seneca? Right, Come Seneca on. Wallace, who joins the team the first week of the season. <laughs> Scott Tolzien, who I love, but had some limitations. <laughs> Capital and then And then you're able to get Matt Flynn back, who saves your season – this is different. This guy is your guy. You have developed him for three years. He's had three training camps. Everyone talks about him as trade bait, right? When we have the conversation right. about Brett Hundley before a couple of weeks ago, yeah, what the can they way, get for him? What can they get for him? If you think that another team is going to trade for him to be their starter, then he should be good enough to, be to win some games as your starter. He should be good enough to win as a starter. And, again, I think Rodgers was able to mask – the revolving door of the offensive line, the defensive deficiencies in the secondary with all of the injuries, the absolute absence of a running game until Aaron Jones emerged. I want to see Brett Hundley function with an offensive line, with an Aaron Jones, your FedEx ground player of the week for his performance against the Saints, and with a secondary that should get back and healthy, and hopefully with a little more oomph uh, with a few other parts of that defense. And and see if he can play with the team Mike McCarthy thought he was going to have, but has still yet to put on the field in seven games this season. And offensively, they should be everything that they need to be around him. Obviously, not having Aaron Rodgers makes you 
a very different offense. But they should have their starting five together on the offensive line. They should have all their wide receivers healthy. They've got Aaron Jones, who has emerged, but they also still have Ty Montgomery, who should be healed from his broken ribs. ribs. Yeah. I mean, they should have everything in Martellus Bennett and their entire tight end course, such as it is. They should have that all available to him. That should allow him to be the player that they believe he can be starting on Monday night. Let's see what happens next Monday night. Oh, about Marlisaurus Rex. We're going to get to that in just a minute. <laughs> Don't go away. We're live from the stadium here. Jason Wildey alongside Sydney pouring down some French fries. We're going to take a break. Come back with more right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, Jason Wilde, our guest tonight, ESPNWisconsin.com. Well, some comings and goings while the pack was away. Don Barkley waved off the injured reserve list. A really good guy. I really like Don. Uh, they signed Max McCaffrey back to the practice squad. He had such a great training camp, played a couple of games, uh, and then uh, was released and is back with the pack. And today, Joe Carriage, the fullback, back on the practice squad. He played in eight games in the playoff game last year. They waved Daryl Green, the offensive guard, off the practice squad. I loved him with the Redskins. What's that? Daryl Green. Oh, yeah, he fastest really man fast. in the league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But he had to bulk up to yeah. do the whole offensive line Yeah, he thing. gave up football for a couple of years, just put on weight, <laughs> just let himself go and became a guard. Staying yeah. in shape was just too much for him. Now he's just ballooned. I love the, you know, Mark, you were there for Sean Payton's conference call with us last week. Yeah. I love the fact that it's Max McCaffrey's fault that Taysom Hill isn't here. So yeah, Sean no, Payton yeah, that's watching a great video of... He wanted to see more of Max McCaffrey. The, the Saints ended up putting him briefly on their practice squad. Then McCaffrey goes to Jacksonville on the 53 for a while. Now he's back here. But the reason why they even knew Taysom Hill existed was they were watching film of McCaffrey, and they see this Hill guy throwing these passes to him. like crazy. And, and Sean Payton says, I didn't even know Sean Hill was still in the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean Hill's like this journeyman who's uh, this veteran player. So that's why Taysom Hill is not. On your quarterback depth chart in Green Bay. No, you've just got Joe Callahan is uh, next in line for the – oh, they picked up uh, – they signed that other quarterback to the practice yep. squad last week, did they? Yeah. The, the, who is he? Somebody gets free candy if they can come up with his name. I should find out. They did sign a practice squad. They did. Anyway. Gerard. Oh, yeah. Uh, kid from Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I do right. that. No, no candy for you guys. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Take this off the table. Uh, yeah, free Halloween candy for everyone in the bar tonight until it's gone. Uh, Martellus Bennett, uh, interesting weekend for Marty Soros Rex. Uh, he went on Instagram and uh, came right out and said, I'm really thinking this season might be my last. I might have just eight more games left in me. And I'm going, Marty. Well, the math doesn't add up, but well, you're right. Calendar year. He's going to give it up exactly at the – because what? We're in uh, Detroit, New Year's Day, right? New uh, Year's Eve. Or New Year's so Eve. He, oh, his, so his but math yeah, is there's, off. Yes. There's nine games left. Uh, <laughs> What do you make of that? Uh, he's 10, 12 years into the league. Uh, do you take him at his word? I, I, you've spent as much time talking to him as I have. Uh, yeah. He's an interest. He's a, he's a fascinating guy. He is a great He's character. got a lot of interest. But one of my first conversations with him, we were talking about all those off-the-field interests and how when you're not playing well or the team isn't winning, those are not endearing to a lot of fans. It's you're not focused enough on football. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the fans that would say that, but it does open you up to greater criticism. On top of that, 
I would venture to say that at least a portion of the folks that are here tonight at the Stadium View take issue with his behavior during the National Anthem. And so he ha- between that and then you add all that in with having dropped five, six passes, at a couple least. of them wiped out by penalties, but he has not played well. His body language at times on the field has not looked great. I, I, you watch I, him every day at camp, and he he's not a kid who's going to run back to the huddle after yeah, a play. He's a 10-year veteran. He's a 10-year veteran. He's like Julius Peppers. He'll amble his way. I've, I've been extremely disappointed with his play. Uh, and, and you're right, his demeanor. He just looks disinterested as a football player to me. Uh, and all of this social interests, which are vast, uh, are fine, well and good. I'm just judging him on, as a football player, and I just don't think he's anywhere worth the squeeze the Packers now, put into this guy's contract. Now, in fairness, a, a year ago at this time, we're looking at Jared Cook, and we're saying, God, this guy hasn't played. He's been out with this, this he was high Nick. ankle yeah. injury. Is, is this guy really going to have any impact on the offense? And we saw what happened in the second half. Now, granted, that was with Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback. I right, understand. But they were terrific offensively, and he was a major part of I agree. I that. think he was as much a difference as anyone. So if there's anyone that they could use to have kind of a resurgence, I think it's Martellus Bennett. I think your hope was, as a fan, was that a bye week away, you wipe the slate clean, you know, because he admitted to me a couple of weeks ago that he was pressing because he wanted to play well. And, he, you know, the stuff with his brother and everything else was weighing on him, and he was not playing well. You know, he makes a fantastic down-the-field catch. Right. That's uh, one. To, to get them. But but that was a huge that play. That was a great play in, in Dallas. Dallas. No question. Game. Yes. And so what you, you, you were hoping that that was a springboard play for him to more of that. And instead, he's the guy who drops the pass. On the play that Aaron Rodgers gets injured. And I just wonder now that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be here to help carry him into the postseason again, if that's just going to bring him down even more. You watched Bennett. You're a Pats fan. You've been watching him for a long time. What's your spin on that? Well, yeah, I mean, he can obviously be a difference maker. Now, he had all of these off-the-field business interests last season and the season before, and he was still able to perform. And this year, maybe with all the offensive line injuries, he's been asked to do a little bit more blocking. And in fairness to him, he's done a a good job of that. He is an excellent blocker in a run game. He's he's a big body. So maybe he just hasn't felt comfortable and been involved enough passing-wise. And maybe, who knows? No one knows exactly what's in his head, but maybe that does frustrate him, and it just sours him a little bit. Who knows? And now that Aaron Rodgers is out, and you're looking at a Brett Hundley, you have no idea what you're going to get from him. He's well, older. And on the, he's on the flip side. I mean, he, he. I'm sure he went home to Chicago. I mean, he maintains a home in the Chicago right. suburbs. His wife and his daughter are there. He tries to get home every chance he can. You know, he leaves here on Monday. Yeah. Drives down, spends Tuesday with them. Gets up ridiculously early to be here Wednesday morning that. for meetings. I mean, maybe I, I don't. Not that I didn't want to come back to work because I have to pay the mortgage. <laughs> but you know, I spent a week. The bye week is great. Like, everybody loves the bye week. No. It always comes at the right time, right? No matter yeah, if it no, comes in week three or week 12. <laughs> oh, it's the perfect time. But, you know, you get away from it for a while. and you fe- Now, your hope is you feel rejuvenated and you come back and you're ready for the stretch run. Let's hope so. In this instance with him, it's almost as if he went home and went, Yeah, man, yeah. I, I kind of don't want to go back. Contem- with, contemplating the right, end. Back and with I think, the stretch run. And putting it on Instagram, 
instead of just going to the Packers front office and handling it behind the doors and saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking, I think I'm going to be done. But now it's out there. The fans are looking at it. It's all over sports radio. Front page today. And so anytime he does something wrong on the field, it's going to be, well, yeah, because he wants to retire anyway. He's not fully on this team. He could change. handle it behind closed he, doors. Yeah, I, Don't that, do that it. Probably would have been good, but yeah, he can't resist. Uh, well, and, a post. and so Tausch and I were talking about this this morning. I, I do a morning show with Mark Tauscher, and he and I were talking about when you start talking about retirement, right? And there, there's a certain quarterback that's pitching. Oh, I don't know if this is my last. No, no nose hair trimmers. Start crying and, and anything field. copper fit. Anything copper you can <laughs> put on your legs. But you, you know, and look, the guy played terrifically, and it did not affect his performance for much of that time. But remember, we started the the, the retirement dance in like 2002. Yeah. And now we see Ben Roethlisberger did it this off season too. When you start talking about it. That means you're thinking about it, yeah. And that does, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't be effective. But to put it out there, uh, the thing about it is, it's one thing to have thought about it while you were home in Chicago for the bye week. It's another thing to have put it out there, and I think that that was a misplay by him. Yeah, I don't know why you make that public. I don't know. Tell Ted, tell Mark, hey, I'm thinking about 20, this. Yeah. Tell Mark Daniels. Yeah, right. Just, cry just, on just my so shoulder. they know and they can prepare for the end. But, yeah, it's 24 catches, 233 yards, nothing in the end zone for Marty. Uh, Jared Cook, 31 catches, 340 yards, and a score for the Raiders. And he's not the only one. Julius Peppers got a sack to move in fourth place all times yesterday. He's got... Seven, seven and a half, seven and a half, which Clay- is more than Clay Matthews and, Nick, and Perry. Nick Perry combined. Micah Hyde has five picks with the Leads Bills. Leads the right? NFL. Packers have six as a team. Yeah. Well, good riddance. <laughs> what is Ted Thompson thinking well, with these and, moves? And, 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 now look, Cook contract, and that, I was there's fault on both sides. I, of that I agree yeah. because no. I I think they waited too long on Jared. Uh, the Hyde thing. They kind of knew going in they were going to draft corners. Hyde was a is a nice, really solid player. Yeah, he, for his role, he's he's not a front line starter in my opinion. I mean, every down shutdown corner by any means, but he's really good and savvy and smart. I'll never forget that pick in, in Dallas he's last a, year. He's the the ultimate compliment you always heard about Micah Hyde is he's a football player, right? right. Yeah. Which I think is a fantastic compliment. I agree. I but, loved him. But what did people say? Well, he's not fast enough, right? He's not big enough. All these things that have been said about him, and the reality is he plays faster than he's timed. He knows where to be. He's not perfect. He's not a perfect player. But do you think their defense would be better with him on it than off of it? I think it would. The problem is he got starters money right. in Buffalo, and the Packers were not going to pay that, just like they weren't going to pay it to Casey Hayward who has also found success yep. in San Diego since leaving. That doesn't, I, I'm not saying that makes it's it right. Tearing My it up issue, this year, but he's... The, the one that I'm critical of is Julius Peppers because, as I understand it, he wanted to be back here. He, he's playing for, what, $3 million a year, which is slightly less than you. Yes. And, <laughs> and he would have come back here. It's not like he said, I have to go to Carolina. Now, I know the narrative out of Charlotte has been he wanted to finish where he started. Yeah, after the Packers made no effort to re-sign him. And I know there's a certain quarterback who was less than thrilled with their lack of effort to re-sign him. He still had something in the tank, obviously. It wasn't going to cost a ton of money. They were, they're banking on J. Ron Elliott, who then they decide isn't good enough to make their team. Yeah. They're banking on Kyler Fackrell, who has not had an impact. Yeah, no. And they're banking on a draft pick after the fact, after they've let Julius go. In Vince Beagle, who I think is going to be a good player when he gets the opportunity, but he hasn't played yet. Yeah. 
this week, maybe, for Vince Beagle. Release the hounds. The Beagle's coming. The Beagle's coming. But, yeah, and that dynamic in the locker room with Peppers was significant that they don't have this year, even with all of the veterans they have signed since then. All right, we've got to take another break. When we come back, hey, speaking of London, guess who might be headed there next year? We're going to talk about that. Look ahead to the Detroit Lions uh, when the fifth quarter returns with Jason Willie right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Jason will be our guest tonight, along with Matt Z. Alongside, um, we've talked a lot about uh, the whole Hundley, the whole Rogers, the Bennett thing. How's this defense going to get figured out? My point to Dom Capers last week, when I, you know, when, when we finally got a chance to talk to him one more time before they began the whole self scout, was I just think he's over personnel grouping this thing uh and it's it's almost been debilitating because they just have had too many as they like to say moving parts all year uh to accomplish that and and they've had to do it without morgan burnett the last couple of weeks right. and we've seen them have penalties you know he's usually the one with the helmet uh speaker yeah, ha-ha's now instead the it's ha-ha clinton dix. and we've seen ha-ha clinton dix without morgan burnett on the field not play like haha ha Clinton Dix either, and he's obviously had a couple of plays. And he's still uh, – we were told that he is not injured. Yeah. When I watch him run, he does not look the same as he looked last year. But if he says he's not hurt and he's not getting any treatment from the medical staff, Doesn't then – Doesn't show up on the injury report, not that he must not, right. ever going to be – Right. Yeah. So, I, they, look, I was watching – so we had, um, we had TV on the flight from Portland to Minneapolis. What did, what did you watch – on TV, did you watch anything? Oh, you what? played a game. Okay. Oh, all right. Played um, games. All right. Oh, and you watch Property Brothers. Yeah, we we love HGTV oh, at our there house. There you go. Um, <laughs> but so, <laughs> all right. your daughter watches <laughs> Property <laughs> Brothers. Yes. Uh, should, you should see her when Flipper Flop is on. Or oh man, Fixer Upper. That's the oh, one. Man. Oh, that's, that's Carrie's yeah, favorite like too. Yeah. Sid. At least it's not a real housewives thing. Yeah, it's no. good. Well, that's, good. That's me. Um, ah, but yes. so I, the two games that I was able to watch that were on on my little TV were uh, Houston, Seattle hmm. and Dallas, Washington. And in both those games, they were coming down to the wire and Seattle throws the interception. Right. Houston can't run the clock out. They get the ball back. They win the game with the next try. The Dallas game, Dallas has the ball with the lead, can run the clock out, doesn't, yeah. has to give up the ball, punts, and then. Fortunately for them, their defense comes up with the interception on the tip ball from Cousins. Playing defense in the NFL is hard. Like, it's hard to be successful with the way the rules are, tilted toward the offense. You don't have to be a dominant steel curtain defense anymore. Jason, there's been two more shutouts this year than there were all of last year. There were how many single games... Without touch, Lions couldn't score a touchdown. Right. Uh, Carolina gave up only a field goal. But you don't have to be dominant to be good enough, is my argument. You have to make the plays when your team needs them. Situational right. defense. Except it, Th- right. Third down, red zone. And in the Packers' case now, you maybe do need them to do that more because of their offense being different. But when you built this offense with Aaron Rodgers, your thought process on defense is, we got to make a few plays a game to allow us to win, right? I mean, that's the theory. And to expect them to now go out and start pitching shutouts, that they just don't – they're not good enough, whether that's Dom Capers, whether that's the investments they've made in the draft and the wrong players that have not panned out, whatever it is, 
they're not going to be a team that's going to dominate games for you. But if you can get that interception late in the game that allows you to preserve a lead or get the stop when a team's trying to run out the clock and force a punt so you can get the ball back, that's a difference-making play. And that has been their modus operandi. Right. They've been one of the best turnover ratio teams in the NFL since Capers has been here. So they're just not coming as frequently. I don't think there's been enough pressure on the quarterbacks either. No, definitely not. And on so that. those kinds of things have got to start happening. So is it players or is it scheme? It's both. I mean, it, it, you know, look, Dom Capers deserves some measure of criticism for his defenses constantly being a middling group. I, I don't think he's immune to that. But I think this idea that the defense has played poorly because their scheme is bad or their defensive coordinator is 67 years old, I just right. don't – I'm just not somebody who buys into that. Like, you ha- Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins have not been good enough selections. Now, is that because of the scheme? Because they run a bump-and-run man press coverage scheme, and both those guys' strengths are as zone coverage guys. They're undersized. Yeah. So that's not that's – not, the defensive coordinator or the cornerbacks coach who I think Joe Witt is going to be a head coach in the league someday. I think that's drafting the wrong guys and then trying to fit those square pegs into round holes. And those guys have been disappointments. So who do they do this year? They get Devon house back. They draft Kevin King long armed house veteran press guy. Kevin King looks like he certainly has got And when those guys have played, have they not been better in pass coverage? They were 31st they last play. year as we speak. They're 16th right. in the league in pass defense right. right now. That is a quantum leap for this defense. So we'll see how it shakes up. Got just a couple of minutes, Jason. The Lions coming to town a week from tonight. Yes, 25-1. and one. Packers are against the Lions in Wisconsin since 1991. That's just ridiculous. That is crazy. That is unbelievable. 26-1 and one come Monday night. I think this is, uh, first of all, I'm really looking forward to this game because I think we're going to get a better idea of whether the last eight games will be <laughs> yeah. uh, worth watching or not. You and I will be there regardless. <laughs> and by the way, you know, I, I, I'm going to embarrass you for a second because I don't want to talk about the Monday night game just yet. How great is it that Mark has been doing this for, what, 72 seasons now? Uh, well, this no, is, but yeah, seriously, yeah, uh, is, oh, at least, <laughs> at least. It. You From know, the leather helmet days of but it, you, you have MD such, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass you a little bit because you made me come on. Um, he's got such incredible inst- institutional knowledge. And I just think that I, wanted, I, I was thinking about this as the drive over. Do I do this or not? Oh, I just boy. think we're really, it's, we're really fortunate to have somebody like Mark who covers this team and has done it for as long as he has. Because there's a lot of young guys and ladies doing it now who have no real understanding of history. A lot of my history is as a kid watching teams that you covered. Uh. No offense. But you you really are. You are a one of the, uh, and I don't want to embarrass you too much, but you are an institution around here. And we're lucky it. to have you around. Oh, thank you, Jason. You know, and, and thanks for the free dinner. Yeah, no yeah. problem. No and problem. We would have given you some of the Sydney Halloween the candy tip, without yeah. the compliments. Yeah, no I mean, no. it's Tot- free, Jason. Totally sincere. I had it's to make free. a joke at the end, though. <laughs> it's a labor of love. I don't know. You know the story. I, you know, I grew up a mile from the stadium. You know, I was the Stars paper boy. I went to practices. Uh, you know, when the Hall of Fame first opened in the basement of the arena, I was there every day, every day, watching the old NFL films videos and everything like that. And now, you know, 
I decide who goes into the Hall of Fame, which yep. is kind of a neat little turnaround awesome. thing. Yeah, yep. so we'll find out. Actually, that's coming up in a couple weeks. We're going to get together again. But thanks. Appreciate that, Jason. All right. Packers-Lions. I didn't make a pick, and I'm still not going. Well, no, I don't, I'm not asking for a pick, but, uh, you know, this is a Lions team that was expected to be. They made the playoffs a couple of years back. You know, they, they're they a flawed team. Like, all these teams are flawed. I think and every team is flawed. There I is agree. no great team. And, that, and, and that's the thing, and that's what should give you as a Packers fan some modicum of hope that if Brett Hundley can play even at a serviceable level, and they can get a couple of stops defensively every game at crucial moments, that they can stay afloat. And whether or not that's staying afloat for Aaron Rodgers to come back or not, this league, they talk about parity all the time. It is there. I okay? agree. A 6-2 and two Minnesota team could go 2-6 and six down the stretch. They have. We've seen it happen. Yes, so I, I'm eager to see how this plays out. I think this is a really important game, though, because if you watched last night, there are – Detroit is no world-beating team. No. But they could come in here and win. They Very really easily. could. And if they do and the Packers continue to play like they have since Aaron Rodgers' collarbone injury, then these are going to be some really tough shows, and you're going to be asking me to come back more often. No, no. Hey, the, back, uh, you know, we were firing coaches every week back in the 80s. Are you kidding the me? Lions tight end, Eric Ebron, his name has been coming up in trade deadline discussions. He came out and said, I don't care if I'm traded or not. Well, he gets booed in Detroit. Yeah, yeah they do not like him. He's yeah, underperformed. And, and he was like a 10th overall pick. You yeah. can't make mistakes with that high of picks. Yeah. That's what Jamal Reynolds told me. Oh, I guess, right. yeah. But, no, it's not Murderer's Row, Jason. It's the Lions, the Bears, the Ravens. All right, trip to Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay, they've busted up. Cleveland at Carolina. Who knows? Tampa Vikings Bay's calling for John Gruden to come back at this point. Nine is going to give him a shot. I, I agree. Ten, they, they're in. They, they, I thought they had ten games left when Rodgers got hurt, right? I thought if they go five and five, and they're nine and seven. They're going to make the playoffs. And they went three, four, and one. I counting I just, the last one yeah. against the Bears. And and they they're going to need some help like they had in 2013 right. to keep them afloat. All right, that's fun having you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, guests of the fifth quarter receive gift certificates from Diamonds and Gold, a great jewelry store. You'll find them over on Central Drive in the, the village of Bellevue. Jason Wildey, ESPN, Wisconsin.com, Wisconsin State Journal, and Cover 2 on Channel 2 every Sunday night at 1035. It was a blast. Let's do it again. All right, we'll do it again. Thanks for coming, Sydney. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're sending somebody to Lambeau next Monday night. Fifth quarter wraps right after this. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Woo-hoo! Yeah, one of the best on the beat. That's Jason Willie. Really appreciate him coming on by today. Hey, watch the fifth quarter show live on the Green and Gold Fan Zone Facebook page or on the fifth quarter show page where you can. You can also watch highlight clips, full shows, listen to our podcast, find out about player guests. All you have to do is text fifth quarter to 79489. We'll send you to that link right now great way to enjoy the fifth quarter anytime packers and lions on monday night football they haven't played the lions on a monday night since 1972 and that's something and who's going to the game janet skalecki janet's got some ducats going to the ball game all right everybody we'll see what happens when they kick it off next monday night Fifth quarter returns next Tuesday night. Tuesday. Players are back on board then. From Matt Z, I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks for Thanks coming everybody. out, everybody. We'll see you so long.